0: Mark Dunnigan, this may be the latest scripture hike that we've ever done. It's nine o'clock. The cat is sitting here right next to us going like, excuse me, I think it's nine nights.
1: Yeah, she's grooming herself and getting (laughs) all ready for bed.
0: That's right. She is. So do you remember what maybe our latest hike was? What hikes have we done that were well past dark?
1: Well, I think it would be the one at Arches National Park in the windows Mm -hmm. and specifically in the north window. Oh, Which man. I think was like 10 or 11 o'clock or something yes,
0: like that. Yes, yes. A lot of people out there, right?
1: Stargazing and taking a time-lapsed photography.
0: Yeah, that was fascinating. And everybody had flashlights. A lot of them had special flashlights that were kind of more polite. They were, I can't remember what it was about them that...
1: It was a certain bulb. yeah. Yeah. And It didn't contribute to light pollution. I guess that would be it.
0: Which was really a big deal because those of us that did not have the proper flashlight, like if you looked at that flashlight, you weren't going to get your good vision back for, I mean, it's, I don't know how long it took, 20 minutes or something. But yeah, so fascinating. And what did you like best about that hike, Mark?
1: Well, I think, of course, the view was amazing, but When we got there and sat under the arch, the handle of the Big Dipper and one of the um, edges of the arch lined up perfectly above us. Yeah. And then as time went on, the Big Dipper separated itself from the arch Mm -hmm. and you could really get a sense of, this earth is not moving, is it?
0: (laughs) Yes, it is. Amazing to see the rotation. And it's not something you would notice unless you had a reference point like that. And boy... Yeah, and they're open 24 hours, right?
1: I think that's something people don't realize yeah. about arches. A lot of people there, you know, one of the complaint is a lot of people go there like noon or 1 or whatever, and it's real busy. Uh-huh. But we found, well, it's only like a mile from Moab, so it's not out in the middle of nowhere, you guys. There you go. But if you would head out like, let's say, after 4 or 5. Yeah,
0: hit the sunset
1: and that's really when you want to see that park agreed that's that's more of a night time park.
0: oh man when the sun sets and and it just turning colors on all of that gorgeous gorgeous rock
1: yeah you don't want to be there during the heat of the day mm-hmm.
0: yes we loved utah we loved utah we love new mexico anyway we're here for a scripture hike mark dunnigan So what do you got for us starting in Colossians 1? Hopefully folks have their Bibles handy. Colossians 1 starting in verse 13.
1: For he rescued us, and I think this goes back to verse 12. The reason that we joyfully give thanks to the Father Mm -hmm. is because he rescued us from the domain of darkness. And that's a real domain.
0: I can't think of anything that could make me... (laughs) I could weep about that. He rescued us from the domain of darkness. I mean, that's one of those things, like when I'm doing my Bible reading, I may sit and stare and dwell on that one for seven minutes. Like, do you feel the gravity of that?
1: Yeah, there's a domain out there and Satan's part of it. And it's darkness. It's selfishness. It's, um, well, when you hear stories about how people treat each other poorly, how husbands and wives at times treat each other poorly, how parents or or children treat their parents poorly, how people steal Mm -hmm. from one another. You go Mm -hmm. like, yeah, the older you get, you guys, that's not a myth. There is a domain of darkness and I'm seeing it. um, Yeah. Then there
0: is much weeping and gnashing of teeth, both in the earthly domain of darkness and then ultimately the eternal domain of darkness. You don't want that. You want what the alternative is in this verse, yes?
1: That's a good point because, yes, sin, if you go into sin and you ignore God, you're going to get a little bit of hint of what hell is like as far as the estrangement, the isolation, the bitterness, the resentment, um, the lack of fulfillment, the addiction, etc. Yeah, unfulfilled desires.
0: Sin ruins everything.
1: Then it uses an interesting word and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. Compare that with Acts 2.40. Okay. People on the day of Pentecost were told to repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of their sins. Then the people that did repent and were baptized, verse 41 says, there were added that day about 3,000 souls. And so in verse 47, the Lord did the adding. So in Acts 2, upon baptism... People were added. And and it's mm-hmm. clear there from the next verse in 42, they were added to the church. And that's what verse 47 says. Mm-hmm. But in this verse, we have similar language. Okay. Instead of added, it's transferred. Mm-hmm. And then instead of the church, we have another synonym for the church. Mm-hmm. It's the kingdom.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, it's the kingdom of his beloved son. It's the kingdom over which Jesus rules, or it's the kingdom of the people that have submitted themselves to Jesus. Willingly. Rule. That would be a better way, because Jesus rules over everything. Jesus even rules over unbelievers. They just don't recognize it.
0: Right, right. So, I mean, if this is not the by far the best news that one can ever receive in their entire life, it is barely comprehensible, the value of being transferred from the domain of darkness into the kingdom of his beloved son. Sign me up.
1: Yeah, uh, Titus chapter 3 verse 3 gives us a, a good insight into what what is that domain like when Paul talks about we were serving various lusts, we were hateful, hating one another, you know, just making ourselves and other people miserable. Romans 1, 18 through 32, particularly 28 through 32 is a great description of, well what's that domain look like on a practical level? Mm. Well, that's where people are disrespectful of their parents. That's when people are untrustworthy. It's retrograde. It's retrograde is what it is. Mm -hmm. It's when everything is going backwards and sideways. It's where people are completely confused about their gender. People think that they got a great idea and they're being foolish. It is It's where you can't trust anybody. Mm -hmm. No one's trustworthy. Mm -hmm. Uh, No one keeps their word. Everyone is selfishly out to get what they can get. And people live like animals. Yeah. Then it says in whom, and I think that would be in Jesus, in the beloved son. And so being in Jesus and being added to the church Uh and being in the kingdom Uh are all the same relationship Uh in whom we have redemption word redemption means to buy back.
0: Oh, thank heaven. (laughs) Yeah. So the, this, this scenario you just described and then Jesus comes along and says, I will pay, I will pay with my blood. I will purchase your soul and rescue you out of that domain of darkness. He is the only one with the means to buy us back, right? From the clutches of our spiritual enemy. And he showed that he would rather have nails driven through his hands and feet than to live without us.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Redemption to buy back would indicate that we were not born into this world sinful; mm-hmm. that we were born in a state of innocence. Okay, yeah. And that the blood of Jesus has brought us back to that state. Mm-hmm. And you were right. The price of our redemption in His is His blood. The result of that redemption is the forgiveness mm-hmm, of our sins, mm-hmm. and that would be something good to ponder. You can absolutely know for sure. Have I been forgiven? Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, no man can really pronounce you forgiven.
0: Okay. So in our our relationships with one another, we can say to another person, I absolve you for, (laughs) you know, I have no grudge against you, no ill will towards you, and you are not in debt to me. So I guess...
1: Right, but... And, and we can do that, we're supposed to do that, but none of that means that it made anything right with God. Okay, you know?
0: there you go. Yeah, so the if there's one person that you want to make sure forgives you. <laughs> yes. Yes, it's it's your Heavenly Father. Yeah.
1: Okay, then we have this emphasis on Jesus, this, um, you might say, preeminence mm. of Jesus. Yeah. And I, I think that's really important. Uh, my Bible has like a, a subheading of the incomparable christ
2: Mm, mm -hmm. so
1: it says he is and and of course that goes back to the beloved son Mm -hmm. in whom we have redemption he is the image of the invisible god
0: Mm. reminds me mark of when philip said to jesus lord show us the father and it's enough for us and jesus said to him have i been so long with you and yet you have not come to know me philip who He who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own initiative, but the Father abiding in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. John 14, 8 through 11.
1: Yeah, and that would be specifically verse 9. He who has seen me has seen the Father. Ah, A great verse. Yeah. So in this section, I think it does answer the question, well, but can Jesus deliver us? Well, this is who he is. Uh, the Holy Spirit's going to spend some time on. Y- there is no question that your hope is secure. Mm-hmm. He is more than an adequate savior. Mm-hmm. He's a great foundation to build upon. In mm-hmm. fact, no one really can even come close to who he is. Mm-hmm. So he's the image of the invisible God. Hebrews 1.3 has the same idea there. He's not like a rough sketch. Mm-hmm. He's not like a stick figure of god Mm -hmm. and the reason it's invisible god is that's to protect us because no man can actually see god as god Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. in his real true state and survive Mm -hmm. physically so he's not trying to hide from us that's for our protection
0: okay so is there any more to this than when i read he is the image of the invisible god is that he is showing us the character of God primarily, or is there more to this than that?
1: Well, yeah, he would demonstrate in what God is like. We learn more about God from Jesus, his example. But it's also Hebrews talks about him being the um,
0: exact representation the of exact his glory, the exact
1: representation of the Father's essence. Yeah. And so I think the idea is that Jesus is 100%. Mm-hmm god Mm -hmm. and is the perfect reflection Mm -hmm. of god
0: Mm -hmm. and then he empties himself taking on flesh and blood
1: it's you're looking at one who is equally god Mm -hmm. is is what you're looking at Mm -hmm. and so the father is a different person yes but the father is just like him at the same time yes
0: so then it says the firstborn of all creation. So in what way is Jesus the firstborn of all creation? Because certainly many people were born before Jesus took on flesh. and.
1: That's one that people get hung up about sometimes. I think the Jehovah Witnesses take that to mean that he was the first one created. Well, but that flies in the face of, He's the image of the invisible God, and God is not created.
0: Well, and it also would contradict um, when it says that everything that has been created has been created through him. Yeah, that's verse 16. Okay, and so everything is everything. Kind of jumped the gun on that one, didn't I? (laughs) Well,
1: it's found in other places, too. John 1 and verse 3 and Hebrews 1, 3. Mm -hmm. It's interesting Almost the Holy Spirit is intentionally trying to keep us from thinking that he was created, like, no, no, no. He is the creator. He is the cause of all creation. Mm -hmm. He is placed outside of all created Mm -hmm. things. In the book of Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 23 and in other passages, uh, and even Israel is called God's firstborn son, Mm -hmm. even though Israel was not the first nation. There you go. So it's it refers to the position of Jesus. Bingo. And it's often used in the Bible with no reference to time, but rather to a position of preeminence. He yep. is the preeminent one over all creation.
0: And then I guess verse 16 then kind of is proving that for... By him, all things were created, both in the heavens and on the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him.
1: Yeah, so clearly the text takes him out of the created class. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but it would take the Father and the Holy Spirit. He's obviously not the creator of the Father and Holy Spirit, even though they're in the heavenly realm. But... He is the author. You might mm-hmm. say he is the uh, was the prime mover mm-hmm. in the creation of the entire physical universe, and created beings in the spiritual realm. He is the author of all that exists. Mm-hmm. Now you do have in verse sixteen by him all things were created, and of course we've from Hebrew uh, from Hebrews 1.3 and John one three. We get the idea like everything on the planet, right? But then it says both in the heavens. And and I think there, heavens would enter on Earth. Heavens there would include like the atmosphere mm-hmm. and the celestial right. heavens. That is the moon, the stars, the yes. sun. Visible and invisible, I think invisible would include the laws, the f- laws of physics, okay. the laws that govern the creation, the laws that govern the universe, But invisible would also, I think, go to the next one, thrones, dominions, rulers, authorities. There is a realm of created spiritual beings like the angels. Yes. Now, there's also a realm of evil, Mm -hmm. the devil, demons, the devil and his angels. But I think from verse 16, it would be clear that at, at least originally, what's in the realm of evil was good at one point. Because God doesn't create evil stuff. Mm -hmm. But at some point, there's a rebellion there. But Scripture doesn't talk much about that as far as specifics.
0: Yeah. And if the Scriptures, Mark, don't talk much about that when it comes to specifics, maybe we shouldn't talk that much either about the specifics and kind of start playing a guessing game.
1: So this would be one reason why we don't worship angels, because they're Mm, created beings. Yes. And it would be also one reason why to resist the devil and he will flee from you, Mm -hmm. is that he is not all-powerful and he is not Mm all-knowing. He is far from being God. Mm -hmm. But then it says, all things have been created through him and for him Ah. or for his glory. Uh That is, all created things were designed to reflect his wisdom and to glorify him, which means, I think you've made this point before, when nature does what nature is supposed to do when the birds what do what they're mm-hmm. designed to do
0: why the, are they so beautiful why yeah. why is nature so incredibly gorgeous like it's better than tv i don't even know why people watch tv when there's nature
1: <laughs> well and i think the thought with that is that when nature does what nature is supposed to do when it stays within its its, um, its realm yeah. it it is beautiful When nature goes sideways, that's when you get cancer.
0: Oh, right, right. And so that
1: would be the the same thing. We are a created being. When we obey God, yes. we glorify Him mm-hmm. and we're an asset to any community or society. Mm-hmm. When we rebel against God, mm-hmm. we become a cancer.
0: So we want to fulfill the purposes for which we were created exactly the way that nature does. This also, Mark Dunnigan, I think we have just read the meaning of life here. All things have been created including Mark and Cindy through him. And what's the meaning of life for him. So I've been crucified with Christ. Um, Galatians two twenty says, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me and the life that I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. There's your meaning for life. You were created for him.
1: And being the creator, that means he can judge the creation. He has the right, the moral right to judge the creation and to condemn aspects of creation when there is rebellion, like that he will judge the devil and his angels and he will judge the rebellious. Mm -hmm. So unto him, he created them. And everything is moving towards an eventual meeting with him, mm-hmm. whether people accept that or not, yeah. whether people like that or not. Yeah. The entire physical universe is moving towards a day that it will meet him.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, he probably made the ostrich put its head down in like, I'm going to make reality go away by not looking, you know, this denial thing does not work. <laughs> and so... That is a visual aid uh, for anyone who does not admit to the fact that Christ came. He says he's coming again and he's coming in judgment.
1: It says he's before all things. Of course, it doesn't mean he's before the Father. They are co equal and they've always been there. Mm-hmm. But he is before the universe, he is before the angels mm-hmm. existed. Long before Genesis 1 1, he was there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think a really good parallel verse for this is John 1, 1 through 4, where it says, In the beginning was the Word, capital W, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. he was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and apart from him nothing came into being that has come into being. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. John 1, 1 through 4. Mark was, I think, later on in that passage, doesn't it say Jesus? It, it mentions him by name as it continues to go on. So.
1: Well, yeah, specifically verse 14, 14 and the word became flesh. Well, yeah, who's there that? You
0: go. Bingo. All right. And so it's, then it goes on to say, and in him all things hold together. What's going on there?
1: Well, I think it means that everything consists in him. He not only created it. But Jesus presently holds the universe together. Right. Hebrews chapter one verse three. Pe- mankind has always been looking for like, well, what what keeps everything together? What's mm-hmm. what's the force that keeps everything from just like exploding or blowing right. apart there? And it is Jesus, which means that when Jesus comes again, Second Peter chapter three makes it clear in verse ten mm-hmm. that the heavens and the earth and all of man's works upon the earth mm-hmm. will be destroyed. And all that Jesus has to do at that moment is just let go. Yeah. And, and I think that's probably the primary application here. But I would argue that uh, it would also be true that societies, mm, uh, nations, mm-hmm. righteousness exalts a nation, mm. sin is a reproach to any people, relationships, marriages, families, hmm. apart from Christ, apart from God, nothing really holds together, hmm. not mm-hmm. even relationships.
0: Yeah, I hadn't never thought about that application. That's really very meaningful. Yeah, everything, in him, all things. Mark, you mentioned a lot of a lot of the all that I had not never really thought about before. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, I was just thinking our existence depends on his moment by moment holding together the planet. So, yeah, so then it goes on to say he is also head of the body, the church.
1: So another synonym for the church besides yeah. kingdom, being in Christ, uh, family of God, would be the body you're
0: gonna need that later on in scripture you're gonna want to type that in your head right now that yeah the body it says he's also the head of the body the church so yeah in order to interpret some scriptures later on in the Bible you're gonna need to know those are synonyms
1: so Ephesians would make it clear he's the sole head Mm -hmm. of the church that is there's no human head ever mentioned in scripture for the church and so he's not only the creator of the universe He's the author of man's redemption when he said, I will build my church. Mm -hmm. And so he's the creator of the body of the saved. Yes, He's the one who blazed the trail. If the body is not obeying the head, that's a problem. I mean, that's like sickness. That's yes. (laughs) Yeah. So if Jesus is the sole head of the church and if you're in a congregation that's not following Jesus, Uh that's not the body of Christ mentioned in scripture then.
0: Right, because a healthy body always obeys the head.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Without question.
0: It's, without question. So in his sovereignty, he alone controls the functioning of his people. So if you add a pope or a president of a church or a watchtower society or an elected board, members, that's not in the Bible either, any of that is to no longer be the one body of Christ whose only head is the Son of God.
1: It says he's the firstborn from the dead. And again, that's where we see that word firstborn not being used in reference to time because Jesus was not the first one resurrected. Mm -hmm. Lazarus was resurrected. Mm -hmm. But Jesus is the most preeminent one ever resurrected, Mm. first in everything. And so consult him first about Mm. everything. (laughs) Yeah. He comes first even before life even before in your own life or your family, Luke 14, 26.
0: Well, in the phrase before that, when it says, and he is the beginning, that really reminded me of Revelation 1, 8, when it says, I am the Alpha, that's like A, A to Z, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, he who is and he who was and he who is to come, the Almighty.
1: Yeah, that's an important thought, he is the beginning, because if you don't know where the beginning is, You have no clue where you are, right? You have no reference point.
0: Right, because you're talking about foundations, right? You're talking about where did it all come from? And this is, Mark, is this the answer to the chicken and the egg and all of that whole conversation in terms of like, okay, but what what came before that what came before that what came first and yep. even atheists and evolutionists are like okay so there was a stuff no 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 we're asking where that stuff came from any time that you are like okay well it started from an explosion okay it takes things to exist in order for things to explode chemicals and reactions you haven't answered the question the question is what was before that
1: And what was always there was. Here's your answer. Here's your answer.
0: He is the beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Something or someone has to be eternal. The complexity of the universe proves that it is a someone, not a something.
1: Mm -hmm. The next verse, and that would be particularly verse 19 Mm -hmm. of chapter one, for it was the father's good pleasure for all the fullness to dwell in him. The word fullness denotes the sum total of the divine powers and attributes. Mm-hmm. And and it was the Father's pleasure. That is, there's no resentment. There's no jealousy here. There's no resentment here. The Father is pleased with Jesus's work, pleased to exalt him, pleased that he's head over all things to the church and that everything man needs is found in, In him, there's a complete unity here Mm -hmm. between the Father and the Son. And so Colossians chapter 2 and verse 19 would say this again, that he is the fullness of the divine nature, that is, everything that makes the Father God is the same that makes Jesus God.
0: Yeah. No wonder in the phrase right before that, it says so that he himself will come to have first place in everything. Yes. Is he first place over and above everything uh, in my heart? So that's a real, I think that's an opportunity to really sit back to see, you know, well, in view of all
1: these descriptive phrases, Mm -hmm. you're going to put something in first place. Everyone has something in first place. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not a Christian or you're not faithful, Take a good look at what you've placed in first place and Mm -hmm. compare it with verses 15 through 19. And are you even close? Like, especially if you put yourself in first place or some limited, finite human celebrity Mm -hmm. in first place that can't even make their marriage work. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's like, what are you doing? This is the one worthy of your attention your adoration, Mm -hmm. and your loyalty. You're selling yourself short if you put anything else in first place, because whatever is in first place in your life, Mm -hmm. that's what you'll follow Mm -hmm. and become.
0: Yeah. And so we find out in verse 20, why in verse 19, it said, for this is the father's good pleasure for all the fullness to dwell in him. Why? Why? And through him to reconcile all things to himself. This is all about relationship, isn't it? A reconciliation, a bringing, a coming back together again with our father that we had been estranged from because of our sin.
1: Yeah, all things I think clearly among other things is going to include like all people, Jews and Gentiles. Okay. And things in heaven may be a reference to like, the faithful in the Old Testament needed the sacrifice of Christ as well. Mm -hmm. And so there's the sacrifice of Jesus went back and covered all the faithful in the Old Testament and all those who embraced Jesus until the end of time. Mm -hmm. And so it's not that, well, yeah, Jesus died and he can reconcile Some people, but Mm. you're going to need something else if you want to be reconciled. No, he is the one, he's the only one who can reconcile you to the father.
0: Yeah, and what God has sacrificed to be in a relationship with us is worlds more than we will ever need to sacrifice to be in relationship with him. So he asks us to sacrifice certain things. What you're going to sacrifice is nothing like what he has sacrificed.
1: Yeah, I like the idea of to reconcile no human expert and nothing wrong with like counselors and things like that, but to really reconcile you. Mm -hmm. to get you back right with your creator, and in a sense, right with yourself and Mm -hmm. other people, you're going to need divine help. Mm -hmm. And so take advantage of that.
0: Mm -hmm. And the result of that is the next phrase where it says, having made peace through the blood of his cross. So we are now at peace with God and remain so by abiding in him. John 15 talks about that. I mean, abiding in him moment by moment, submitting our will to his lordship, right?
1: Yeah. And in the first century, you had these congregations composed of people from all different backgrounds, slave and free, Jew and Gentile people that have been former em- enemies and etc. And yet in the early church, you had these congregations composed of, well, all former enemies that now had complete unity and the one unifier is Jesus.
0: Mm-hmm. Through the blood of his cross.
1: Yeah, which means that really the thing that keeps people estranged from each other and themselves mm-hmm. is sin.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Unless you dress that, unless you dress that, you're really not making any progress when it comes to peace.
0: That is helpful information because yeah, we want to look anywhere except our sin for some solution. Like I want to keep my sin. I'm willing to work on this, but I get to keep my sin. It's not going to work. The yeah. Own, so. Yep.
1: A lot of times you'll see that we'll give peace a chance. Well, wait a minute. No, give the blood of Christ a chance, mm-hmm. and then you'll have peace. That's but, a result. Yeah, to me, I just feel sorry for people that dedicate their whole life to some sort of concept of end all war and world peace. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, you're not addressing the sin.
0: Right. Sin ruins everything. Yeah. Yeah. Virtue is the answer as the Lord defines it so wow so through the blood of christ though we ourselves deserved this manner of death for our trespasses like
1: well romans six twenty three says the wages of sin is death
0: mm-hmm. so the verse says through him i say whether things on earth or things in heaven so that goes back to reconciliation all things to himself having made peace through the blood of his cross through him i say whether things on earth or things in heaven
1: So that is quite a section on preeminent Mm -hmm, Jesus, on mm -hmm. how elevated he is. And I think the average person out there doesn't really have a good view of who Jesus is. Mm -hmm. This section here gives us a really tremendous insight into, Mm -hmm. oh, okay, wow! that's why he can save me. That's why he can reconcile me. Yeah, that's why he can help me with my problems. And just kind of keep in mind that unless you get you and God right, Mm -hmm. you're not going to have you and others right. Mm -hmm. And maybe most importantly, you're not going to have you and you right, mm-hmm. you're going to always be at odds with yourself. Yeah. You're going to always have this love-hate relationship with yourself. You're going to be your own worst enemy until you address that barrier between you and God.
0: Mm-hmm. So we just covered Colossians 1, verses 13 through 20. Yep, so we'll pick up in verse 21, and wow, that that was a gorgeous, gorgeous scripture hike, just like that hike mark at arches national park in moab utah
1: absolutely yeah that arch it was a great fixed reference point mm. that you could and jesus is mm-hmm. far more than that but he is the ultimate fixed mm-hmm. reference point
0: mm-hmm. he's the bright and morning star yes all right thanks for joining us on this scripture hike and looking forward to our next hike together god bless